Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing phenomenally. I'll, I'll say that right from the jump. We released our debut album, Teddy Bear Fresh, on Friday. And every day since then has been filled with the most wonderful compliments on a project that we have been sitting on for three years. And, you know, you don't know what to expect from everyone. People could hate it. People could like it. People what, could really like it. What's crazy is that we didn't really get any hate. No, and that's really nice. Um, not that we're welcoming <laughs> a lot of hate no, right now. No, but like I, I was shocked. Like, you know, every single day until putting out the album, I thought this could go one of two ways. And it went a third way, which was even really, 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 really positive. Um, uh, we, we, so we, the people who have listened to it, shouts to you for listening to it. Please keep listening to it. Um, people who have not, please do click. Just, just give it a shot. Yeah. You know, that's all we ask. It's funny. Um, right. It's the same thing as like heroin, you the, know? The first the, the first track features Angie Martinez and Just Blaze and Combat Jack and uh, Scott Rogowski and Sway. And I think it sets the tone for the entire album. This is a, it's a real album. We've been telling people it's, it's, a, it's an album filled with clever songs that are wrapped really well with phenomenal production and it's just a good project so press play you guys let us know what you think and we've had a really positive response we went to we went to henny palooza i know we have rory um from henny palooza on the podcast today from the joe budden podcast and we do talk about the invitation that they've had to us over the years to go to henny palooza we did go to henny palooza so when we talk on the podcast about the invite and that we hadn't taken it we took it. We had a great time out there and ran into a lot of people, some of whom we knew, some of whom we didn't know, who really, really fuck with the album. So, guys, go on Spotify and iTunes and Pandora and Apple Music and SoundCloud. It's on SoundCloud. On YouTube. Anywhere you can find it, press play and share it with everybody you know. Really, if you like it, spread the word. That's the best thing for us. We think it's a grower. And uh, thank you once again to everybody who has let us know in person that this album was uh, was something that they really enjoyed. Okay, so speaking of people who have let us know that the album, they're fucking with it. Yeah. I came home Friday night. Um, I walked in and I, I've talked to our porter maybe like once in my life. Yeah. The porter is like the junior you know guy who sweeps like you said takes care of the garbage and yeah but but he's new so that's like it's not like i i i used to talk to the old porter a lot yeah willie shout out to willie yeah but this guy he's new yep um so he's he's outside of the building friday night you had already told him that we were like musicians or something and he yeah he he got a heads up from one of our doormen that we had an album coming out and he had talked to me and said yo i love music you hear me singing around and we do Mm mm-hmm so I'm really looking forward to this project. And he showed me his phone. He was like, this is how much I love music. And he showed me that he had like 6,000 songs on his phone. I was like, sure. That's yeah, it. That's so that, that one, means that you love music that's because right. you have some songs in your phone. I come home Friday night. The porter is standing outside and sees me coming up the block. And he goes, yo. And he's on the phone. He goes, yo. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, what's going on? And he goes, fresh bear, fresh bear. <laughs> and I'm like. In my head, like, <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, it's Teddy Bear Fresh. Uh-huh. Um, it's not Fresh Bear, but, yeah. but I understand the enthusiasm. I'm not going to dampen the the moment. And so he's yelling, Fresh Bear, Fresh Bear. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like it? And he's like, yo, I love it. He's like, that song, Jaws? And in my head, I'm like, we don't have a song called Jaws. No. But again, I don't want to dampen the moment. So you said yes? So I said yes. What? 
Now, I think, I think that he means Jews for Jesus peace. Oh. But I have no idea. That's <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to say to everybody out there who's enjoying the album, uh-huh. thank you so much. To everybody who's enjoying Fresh Bear with that <laughs> new hit, Jaws, um, you know, to smash. Jaws. To smash. You got to keep listening to it. Both Has- albums are really worthy. <laughs> Hashtag and, Jaws. And I hope that, uh, that they both conquer the summer. Yo. <laughs> fresh bear fresh bear i'm glad that we spent three years working on something that in a second can just be like torn down yeah <laughs> listen guys let us know what you think of the album teddy bear fresh again it's on all streaming services you can download it on itunes you can you can play it you can share it yeah but fresh bear though fresh bear is the movement yo um if, if you want to listen to fresh bear you can always go to it's too real um they're on uh soundcloud you know what uh has been really enjoyable too is we had a really excellent piece written about us um in nylon magazine the tone of it is is so right the history is so right it's something that really takes our 10 years and puts it into perspective and uh so shout out to grant who wrote that yeah um over at nylon.com go check that out and then there's a vice piece a noisy piece that we wrote which was uh, a really honest look at what goes into it's the real over the last 10 years. And, and we also did Brilliant Idiots. We did. So shout out to everyone who's been telling us that they found us on Brilliant Idiots. Um, shout out to everybody who um, has listened to the Nessa interview on Hot 97. And also we were on Pigeons and Planes for the top 20 podcasts. It's been a good week. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you found us through any of those places, we have a hundred and... 70 million uh, episodes you can catch up on. But also, um, if, if, you're, if you're new, if you've been here for a while, definitely check out those pieces. I think it gives you a new, nice perspective on uh, what is our 10th year in the game. Also, the Killer Mike interview is doing really well. So Great interview. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as, uh, as we did. As much as uh, Fresh Bear. And sh- shout out to Killer Mike. Um, who's just one of the greatest. And again, we look forward to getting him back on the podcast today. Today on the podcast, we have our good friend, Rory. Rory, who many people know from Joe Budden's podcast, also from Henny Palooza, also from... Getting kicked out of college. And yeah. interning at Def Jam and working with Shaw Money XL and getting into music videos. I mean, there's a lot in here. Uh, this is his first interview? This is his first interview ever. So for everybody out there who has been asking us to get Rory on the podcast because they want to hear his entire story. This is it. It's an hour and a half of him telling his journey, and it's a great one. And we're so happy that he is the uh, 37th Henny Palooza person to be on this podcast. Yes, we have uh, just about run through the entire crew. We are. It is a very <laughs> Again, thoughty thing to say. Shout out to... Everybody who is a part of Henny Palooza, it really is a fun experience. We went out there to Coney Island. Um, we saw Cameron perform. We saw Cam perform. We saw fireworks. Yo, I want to just say, you weren't there for this, but Waz. Shout the, out to Big Waz. The, the fireworks start going off, right? Mm-hmm. And he stops conversation mm-hmm. and just starts like, you know, just is basking in these fireworks. Well, you know. That's... And then he goes, about 10 minutes later, he goes, sorry, I just really like fireworks. <laughs> Shout out to Big Waz. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Boss Nod, who came back for the weekend from Los Angeles. We got to get a podcast with those two guys back on uh, back on the docket. Yes. Anyway, a waste of time with It's The Real. This is episode 121. When do you want to get into it? Uh, right now. Yo, what up, Eric, a.k.a. Twist Around Your Head Like a Private Flight, a.k.a. Petty Pablo. Yo, what up, it's Jeff, a.k.a. Feed the Block, a.k.a. Tamagotchi. Rory, uh... 
<laughs> go next. Eighth pick. Is that we got? We got That's the eighth pick. Got. Yes. <laughs> and this is a waste of time with this thrill. Intimidating. What's happening? Not too much. Uh, Upper West Side. I haven't been here in a while. Was the last time you were here when you came with Joe? Yes. I think really? all love lost time. You, you just... I mean, not. I don't know. Has there been a dinner party that I wasn't invited to? <laughs> Was there something I should have been at? Um, yeah, there's so many things. Where are we? What what Henny Paloozas are we in between right now? Uh, we just came back from D.C. for Broccoli City Fest, and we have New York on the 27th, okay. which is in Coney Island. And there's no there's no surprise Hennies um, in between? Well... <laughs> Kid Capri is our headlining DJ, and by the time when are you guys gonna put this out? On t- on well, in a couple weeks. In a couple weeks, yeah. Okay, yeah. By now you'll know <laughs> K- Cameron is the headliner. Oh shit! Oh, that really yeah. is a big deal. Cam is doing that. Um, it's funny. I, I can say it. Fuck it. Uh, we was really trying to get Ja Rule. Yeah. Because oh, I, I think well. <laughs> well, we were going back and forth about who would be that because we've never done a headliner like announced. Yeah. yeah we've right. we've had everyone from Pusha T to YG. Chance the Rapper. Yeah, everybody, never, everybody never just announced shows them. up. And the cool thing yeah. is that that's just our personal connection. Exactly. Yeah. So this go round, we were trying to like, all right, let's do Coney Island. Let's actually do a headliner. I wanted to do Ja Rule just because our demographic is like 25 plus because it's a $50 ticket. It's yeah. not like a college kid can afford it. Right. Um, and I wanted to do Nostalgia. Wait, what sure. about like high school? But that fried fest <laughs> shit, man. Glad that happened during negotiations. How did you, how did you, how did you hear about that? Did you just like search I for? I think uh, we were at a t- we were in St. Thomas for Henny Palooza when that happened. Right. So mm-hmm. I got to it late, and I was like, "Oh well, thank <laughs> fucking god, I didn't book that before we left." Um, but Cameron, of course, is gonna be great. Yeah, Cam uh, is never not good. Right. And that's it's New York, so it'll be fine. That's gonna be perfect. Yeah. Uh, and you guys did you guys did Coney Island before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will be our second time, uh, Coney Island Art Walls, which is a really interesting venue. Are you guys going to come? You guys don't come. We, we've <laughs> never been to a Henny Palooza. I think I've been to one Henny Palooza in my life. But, I'm uh, a bit offended because you guys go to everything. I honestly to feel... Literally everything. I honestly feel like every time we're invited, it's sort of like a jokey invite. It's just like, ah, oh, you guys you guys are invited. Do you really mean that if we showed up, we can... Yeah. We've had well, so no, many Jeff, you've been to one. <laughs> I've been to one. Yeah. Very early on. I would go. I, I always ask if there's a chair for me. <laughs> We can maybe arrange you just, that. You just want to sit down? Yeah, I want to be like the old man at the party. <laughs> Listen, Henny Plus is a lot. I'm like if, the Franklin If I Delano wasn't working, Roosevelt. I don't know how long I would last. Well, what you, okay, so we've had, we had Cam, Cam on. Cam has yeah. been on, yeah. So, and and we've talked to him, and Raven, too. And also Chris Stiles. And Chris Stiles. So we've talked to all, and Lowe is on here. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah let's go on. Um, yeah. You've pretty much had all my friends with me. This well, is... Listen, you are the and I'm a faithful listener. You, I <laughs> listen every every week. You are the Cameron Wait, of. <laughs> I'm of, the headliner. Yes, that's right. Oh my god! So I do like that. Uh, Rory does listen every week, and even when we uh, invited him to be up here, he was like, "Are there any topics that you want to discuss?" <laughs> and it's like, "No." Go oh, I just topics. didn't know if my life story was interesting. Rory, to be we on. only want to talk about Joe. Rory, what are your? I top, figured that. What are your top eight Kanye albums? <laughs> Doesn't Wait, he only have all right, like so nine? Henny Palooza. <laughs> what? What is your official position within Henny Palooza? I'm the general manager of Henny Palooza. <laughs> what, Cam did a terrible job of explaining everyone's roles. Oh, Our sure. group chat was kind of on fire <laughs> that next day. I think he called Raven like a content creator or some weird that shit. Was the wrong and thing to say. And also the only girl. Yeah. Yeah, she well, was very she is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Dwayne sometimes gets title. a little emotional, but that's neither here nor there. How did Dwayne do in, in Chicago? Uh, we didn't see him much. Well, I guess he was with family. I'm not sure. Okay, so you're but the general manager of Henny Palooza. Yes, I don't drink. I don't have fun. I handle all the day to day bullshit. You don't drink at Henny Palooza? Nope. In case, like, in case I don't know, like 
the cops show up or in case like <laughs> in um, case Rory well we have drive. cops we have we have cops on <laughs> staff okay <laughs> yeah so that's never the issue okay. but i mean at the end of the day it's still thousands of people drinking hennessy for yeah f- for free well not for free but open bar <laughs> right bad things can happen well hopefully not I and mean, we knock on wood are accident free for the public to know do you have for like everyone at the party to know <laughs> oh yeah we've we've yeah, thrown like, some people <laughs> out the back that no one knows about after all that shit but yeah no it's it's the general managers it's like the general manager of a club if right. you will right. um and then of course benner and cam handle a lot of the venue stuff but but behind the scenes cam and i do all the digital marketing shit yeah, yeah. and things of that nature so so you had an actual like job today <laughs> you had to go to your actual job and then I, yeah i actually work in the real world well yeah. and and uh our favorite thing is we went to a, a good friend's wedding maybe a year and a half ago two years ago and at the end of the night um this girl came up and she was just like it's the real and we're like oh shit like this is not what we expected at this wedding and she was like my husband is your biggest fan and we're like oh, oh so he'll definitely listen to this and then he said that he found you to be a co-worker he listens religiously to the joe button podcast formerly known as i'll name this podcast later yes um, with rory and mall with with rory and mall <laughs> let's make sure that i love there. the new pictures by the way it's like you know a nice official thing sex symbols it's of, <laughs> of, of the podcast world <laughs> and no one's said, thinking long term here he said that that he knew you and like gave you up <laughs> yeah we were on uh you know i like corporate gigs and shit do like the boat retreats and shit I where mean, it's like well i mean i don't know if you guys know because <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. are hip-hop sketch comedians <laughs> but i was new to that world so you do these little retreats and i'm on the boat and the boat was open bar so people have been drinking and he just approaches me and he's like so does anyone else know about the podcast and i was like well i'm getting fired <laughs> <laughs> look for the quickest way off the boat <laughs> um no nah, he's cool i mean i won't say his name on here obviously yeah. but uh yeah, no, that's my guy. Wait, did he's he tell nice, anyone nice at work that this goes on? No, but it's it's kind of out the bag now. Well, our, you, our podcast has gotten too big, and you have your face on the artwork. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, it's 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 out of the bag. But now. but it's not like a problem. No, no, not at all. My job knows about Henny Palooza and the podcast, and they're they're cool with it. Well, what's what's more frightening for them? Well, no, Henny Palooza they love because Hennessy is one of our clients. Wow. I, I may have just given away where okay. I work, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the Henny Palooza team has been there for focus groups. Wow. Yeah, no, they're, they're bit like the decks we pitched to Hennessy has like Austin in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in like a fucking corporate huge conference room table and it's like my friend up there. That's and, like influencer Austin Mills is really involved with the brand. And I'm like, it's like, do you know him? <laughs> yeah, big fan. Where are you originally from, Roy? I'm a Queens kid. Queens, uh, really? Um, I'm not going to tell okay. where my mother currently lives. Oh, still <laughs> there. Okay, gotcha. Um, but my father was a bit of a Rolling Stone, so I got I was in a couple places, Baltimore, Rhode Island, Florida. My dad was everywhere. So uh, all those places by the age of what? My dad left when I was 12. He moved to Baltimore. So between that and 17, I was back and forth to a lot of different places. Holy cow. Uh, you went to high school in one location or were you couple. moving around? Mm. But I mean, I'm a New Yorker at the end of the day. Okay. So, And by the way, Queens, that's why you like Ja Rule. <laughs> Funny, if we when we get into my story, <laughs> you'll find out why I publicly couldn't like Ja Rule. So you're moving around uh, and your dad's moving around. Yes, my dad was, was the Rolling Stone. Do you have any other siblings or is it no, just I'm you? No, I'm only child. Wow. Only child, yeah. So, to my knowledge. Yeah, yeah well, well, you know, okay. <laughs> so what happens, what happens, in, I mean, that those are the most formative years, high school, and where do you get your driver's license? Who are you hanging out with? Or like, do you get everyone, driver's Everyone, I mean, license? I, I would stay with my dad for like a couple weeks at the time. Like, when I was in Baltimore, I didn't have very many friends, 
so like I would get kicked out of the ESPN zone for throwing basketballs off the third floor <laughs> at waitresses. <laughs> as like I was a menace yeah. as a child because when you don't have a lot of friends in certain areas because my dad was in Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Uh, back in New York every now and then, Jersey every now and then. So I was just, fuck it, I'll kill time. Because my mom would just make me stay in contact. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just, I was a bad kid. I was wait, a really wait. bad kid. So, you're, so your dad's staying in Baltimore and you're just like, I'm going to go to the Inner Harbor and uh, find yep, something to right do. Right on the Peter Pan bus, all the way down there. Holy shit. By myself. <laughs> did you make any friends on the bus? <laughs> no, never did. Never did. Had did my you, walk. You were always the new kid on the bus? I left my, remember like the big cases of CDs? Yeah. Sure. I had put like my life from 10 to 15 in that CD case, left it on a Peter Pan bus. Oh. I was like hurt, hurt. That might have been the worst loss <laughs> in my life. I've lost family members. That might have been worse. Well, <laughs> I hope they're not listening. Well, right, I guess, I guess yeah, they're no, not no. listening. Yeah, wait, what CDs were you listening to? Oh, five. It was weird. I was like the New York regular G-Unit dipset type shit, but I was also like a rap nerd. Like Little Brother was my favorite shit ever. Fonte was my favorite rapper. Slum Village. Mm-hmm. Uh, early Drake at that time. Mm-hmm. I liked a lot of the underground shit too. So I was on both fences. Like while the nerds were saying hip hop is terrible, I'm like, well, I don't know. Cameron's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was also listening to Elzai and fucking Pharamach. Yeah. Shit. Wow. So yeah, I was really eclectic with hip hop. Were you listening to Joe Button? Um, Clue mixtapes. Do you remember uh, where you were when you first heard Focus? I don't remember where I was. Uh, no, that wasn't on the interview for uh, for getting hired at I'm leaving this podcast later. No, it was not. Um, Yeah, like early clue shit. Um, What's the most time you spent at one high school? uh, Rhode Island. Rhode Island? Yeah. And is that where you graduated from? Mm -hmm. 2008. So when you sat down in between, you know, someone in front of you in the uh, the Well, that high school was so big, I didn't know. People Anybody. that lived there their whole lives had no idea. Who was The school was fucking huge. Really? It was actually designed by someone that designed a penitentiary. It was like, <laughs> it was a square and there was a courtyard and the, the open shits with the fucking, uh, I can't even think of the word. The hallways were like cells. I swear to God, it looked exactly like a penitentiary. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's like a literal, like, you know, metaphor. Uh, yeah, graduation was like a jailbreak. Did you make but friends I was, but in I, high school? Yeah, of course. But I mean, I was back here in the summers. Like, I, this was home, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. was never really... A, a issue did your mom think you were an issue oh i put my mother through god bless that woman's heart <laughs> i have no my mother i have no idea how she has her blood pressure to where it is <laughs> at this point i was a bad i was a very bad kid which then turned into bad college and we'll get to that I so guess. so what's bad high school i'm shocked that i went to college i was bad in high school did you take the sats yes once I don't, don't remember my score. Okay. Don't remember if it was, was good it or perfect? not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was perfect? It was a perfect score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was, track honestly may have saved my life, <laughs> believe right. it or not. When did you start running? My junior year. I wasn't, I didn't like track. I was a football player. That's all I liked was football. And my football coach literally dragged me out of the weight room in the off season and said, you're running track. Because his father was the track coach at the time. He's like, you're running track. Hated it. Didn't show up to practice. When I did, I would show up drunk. I would show up high. I was terrible <laughs> but like a really good runner like yeah. when you were drunk yes no, there was li- we literally like my four by four team and my four by one team would be drinking before races all of you cigarettes i'm um, the whole shit oh blunts it, i have no idea why we were good how did you do with the handoff <laughs> there's i can show you pictures on facebook of how bad our handoffs were <laughs> and we still won we were like ranked nationally and we were drunk the whole time you never drive this is by the way like this kids like, kids yeah. were listening <laughs> this sounds like a disney movie by the way i'm well, being deadly movie. serious I'm, yeah i've come to grips with how bad it was um and then comes like my, like came, came my senior yeah. year um 
the, the whole family of the track coach, his son was one of my closest friends and was like super straight edge and was like, hey, man, <laughs> got to get your life together. <laughs> and well, why did you listen to him? Or did you listen to him? Um, Because we were getting good. And <laughs> I'm very competitive. So when I'm good at something, I want to keep doing it. Right. So it just turned into me like, all right, we've tried. We went down to Penn Relays. Like we were traveling and shit. I'd never traveled outside of seeing my dad. So it was like, this is great. Right. So I got, I mean, I was still drinking excessively, yeah, but yeah, just yeah. not before me. <laughs> Did you do any of the other competitions within track, like shot put? No, 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 no. Javelin. No, I just those did, uh, would be more dangerous when you're drunk. 100, 200, 400. Yeah. That's all I did. Yeah. Okay. Did your mother come to meets? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom was, well, she was the football mom. Like, yeah, it was oh, a so somewhere, it was, it was a relatively running. big stadium for high school. I could hear, I couldn't hear anyone. I could hear my mother <laughs> screaming. My mother is the mother MVP of all time. Yeah. Did she give up on you when she started running? <laughs> <laughs> no, she went to all those meets too. Did you know that your mom knew at the time that you were drinking and smoking and. Well, my mother worked. Should I say it? My mother worked for. Okay. They're in the building. Oh, mm -hmm. you were an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my mother worked right at the building for an alcohol company. So my basement was full, full oh. of liquor. I was the fucking man in high school. Yeah. I had cases and cases of liquor in my house. You was were it good liquor? Or was it like you know like yeah. beast? I'm the company is building. You 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 were it's not a cheap liquor yeah, yeah, yeah. you were a distributor <laughs> absolutely oh and i was hustling bottles out there you went so you went to every party yeah you were the party and i and i bought a car because you had to have a job i'm come from an irish household you had to have a job i had a job since i was 13 really so i bought a car cash when i was 16 and drove it off the lot without a license <laughs> you're like yo Gotti. <laughs> Except it wasn't from illegal money. It was, it was, it was legal. Like, I paid taxes yeah, at yeah, a young yeah. age. So by the time you graduate high school, do you have any plan? See, that's the thing where I say track saved my life. Because I wasn't, college wasn't really in my mind at all. Um, I just didn't really care to do it. Did your folks go to college? Uh, yeah, my mother went to uh, Mount St. Vincent in the Bronx. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I, of course, college was part of my house. It wasn't like it was some foreign shit. Um, but I wasn't, I was particularly off school at that time. But... I then started getting all these track letters to go to school for free. And I was like, oh, that makes it more interesting. <laughs> all right. This track thing, I don't really like it, but it's been kind of cool. Yeah. So St. Peter's College in Jersey City sent me my first like full, like, you don't got to pay full for ride, shit. Yeah. Go ahead. So my mother was like, you're going there. <laughs> you have no choice. You're going to go there. But you show up there and besides running, I mean, you do have to go to class and like oh yeah, yeah time yeah. and no I'm, i was i looked at the opportunity i was a shithead but i was like all right let me not totally run and i had to keep above a certain gpa sure to, to be yeah, there. yeah yeah um so my freshman year things are going pretty well uh i was probably one of the better runners my freshman year on the whole team mm -hmm. um like i done ic4as which is like eastern regionals it's like oh you're talking to two running nerds <laughs> yeah yeah like we know we know are you being sarcastic? Yes. <laughs> I'm Jewish. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was doing, like, IC4As, which is, like, the whole East Coast regions. I qualified as a freshman, and I was doing pretty well. Uh, then comes first semester of my sophomore year. Someone texts me and says, yo, there's this party. You want to come through? I was like, eh, I'm cool. I don't really want to. So you texts weren't me drinking later. at this point. Hell, yeah, I was drinking. <laughs> okay, I yeah, corrupted yeah. that whole – I have friends from college that never touched – 
alcohol in their lives they are now alcoholics because of what i did to that track oh team. well yeah. i'm not bragging oh i was this like, is no <laughs> no rory did that so if you have to go through that this is <laughs> not this is i'm not bragging about any this is a psa to all people <laughs> that, that lived like yes <laughs> i'm reformed now yeah. so back to this party it's like midnight at this point i'm like all right i'll stop by it's in a dorm i go in security comes in at this point i already don't have the best reputation I'm easy to spot out because St. Peter's at that time was damn near like an H- HBCU. Mm-hmm. They clear out. I'm going to last people out. RA is like, stop him. It's like, all right. Hadn't been drinking at this point because I was in my dorm room. Right. Mm-hmm. I had gone to an interest meeting for Kappa Alpha Psi that night as I sit my drink. <laughs> <laughs> so he starts getting into it with me, brings up my name on his phone. Like iPhone 3 at the time. I didn't even know you had internet at that point on your phone. <laughs> Start saying my name, my height, my weight, my mother's name. That's all this shit's on the website. And I'm like, all right, what the fuck are you doing to write me up for all the liquor that's in this party? Right. I'm usually drunk. I was not at that time. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to him, karma is a bitch. And then I walked away. Oh, my God. This was right before Thanksgiving break. The next day I go home for Thanksgiving. Come back, go into my dorm. When I say it was like the feds knocking down fucking aces, spotting paid in full. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? Drag me to the dean's office. And they're like, did you not check your email? I was like, no, I didn't check my college email over Thanksgiving break. Email was not on really phones at that point either. Like, we kicked you out. I was like, for what? Uh, for threatening to kill an RA. Holy shit. I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, uh, we know your reputation on this campus as well, so we didn't think it was far-fetched. I was like, you're kicking me out off he said, she said? Well, they're a resident assistant. No, they're a kid that's my fucking age who just went through some bullshit month program (laughs) in the summertime because they didn't want to pay for room and board. Holy shit. So, of course, here comes my mom because my mom is Apple Care told me lady to the thousand yeah yeah, yeah. i didn't need a lawyer i have my mother yeah Mm -hmm. mother comes in wilding the fuck out (sighs) time passes (laughs) i spent like a week off campus they still allowed me to go to classes but i couldn't be on campus until like my little trial Mm -hmm. so of course my mom is threatening up and down to get the news to fucking my mom is the greatest (laughs) my mom is the best yeah she was doing threats just like her son (laughs) yeah right (laughs) so then i have my little hearing and they're like all right, so you can't live on campus, but you can continue to go here. Wait, hearing like I have a hearing like, with microphones just like these. Record my whole shit. Like, yeah, what you, you dressed up? What no, 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 this no, is. No, this no, is no, no, I was in the like Res Life building. <laughs> so, <laughs> is, I, is this a jury of your peers, or is this like? Um, <laughs> no, this wasn't. Isn't uh, it dem- just like a de- like one dean or something? Yeah, it was him just doing a show to record me for records and him telling me what was going to happen. Oh there was no God. real trial. So that happened. So I find this little fucking basement that's kind of by campus in uh in jersey city i'm five nine on a good day and have short hair mm-hmm. my hair would like touch the top of the ceiling that's how small it was in there my god so i was living in there i was suspended for track for a little while um because then, you said karma is a bitch to this guy i threatened to kill him yeah well yeah well you have to remember that part that, he said you're, whatever you're yeah. sort of like cardi b <laughs> well like so then I it gets around ever. i always had a good reputation with teachers at least because i was charismatic in class mm-hmm. i gave a fuck yeah mm-hmm. um it wasn't like high school I, I honestly cared about my education at that time so that got spread around that i was like 
I beat the fuck out of a RA. No, and like that so was that was you know how things get <laughs> moved around. Yeah, yeah. I apparently I beat the fuck out of him, and I was like, like teachers were looking at me nuts. I, by the way, like this, this is I didn't s- think you were that type of guy. I was small like, campus, right? Like very, it's a yeah. city city school. Word very gets, very. Word small. Gets around. But this is like you know you you went to high school in a jail, so you know you <laughs> you're used to it. You're good. Time passes. I try to lay low. My coach reinstates me, of course, for the championships. I hadn't ran at all. At this time, I'm also quote unquote pledging statute of limitations for kappa at the time Mm -hmm. what i was off track i was off everybody i was glad that i was just minding my business like i said it was hbcu Mm -hmm. there was like two white baseball players who were also in the frat those poor no those poor kids went through hell anytime they used to try to like key into their building they'd have security run down on them i'd get an email you're kicked out of school because you went into a dorm room i'm like look at the camera oh my god (laughs) (laughs) you got profiled yeah reverse racism (laughs) So yeah, time passes. I cross uh, Kappa at the time. Things look like they're getting back on track. My mother calls me at maybe six o'clock in the morning, somewhere super early. So that's got to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Crying hysterically. Oh. So I'm like, all right, who died? Yeah. You got kicked out of school again. I'm, I check my email. I didn't get an email this time. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Check my email, guys. Don't have an email. It got sent to her. Oh. So she's like, I'm on my fucking way. Hour later, my mom is right out front. We go in, and the dean is like, not only are we kicking him out, we're pressing criminal charges. What now? They said that I broke into the rec center. I promise you this is verbatim. Yeah. And threw a party. I said, what are you talking about? He said, if we find out he made duplicate keys, we are putting him in cuffs today. I'm I'm lost at this. Like I'm okay. literally lost at this point. So, I'm fed up with college. Like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? So my question is, how was the party? Was it good? <laughs> was it dope? Yeah, was it the party? I wasn't. Th- that's what I was so mad about. I didn't get invited. <laughs> and the last one I got in trouble for, I didn't even drink at. <laughs> you didn't beat And I was there up. for ten fucking minutes. Oh, <laughs> uh, so that happens, right? I leave at this point. Um, I was doing community service on campus for the old charge. So I go to, uh, it was like the internship program office where they like try to place people with internships. Right. And I had gotten really close with the woman that ran that. And she was like, did you hear that Dean Turchio? Yes, I'm putting his whole government on you. Dean Turchio, he lives in. This is, this is literally the same day that my mother comes down. I get kicked out of school. They're about to arrest me. You know, Dean Turchio just got fired. I said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was just in his office. No, he just got fired. So I, I call my mom. I think she went out to get breakfast Wait, or some shit. he threw the party. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so, so me and my mother are walking back towards the dean's office. And out comes Dean Turchio with two security guards escorting him out of his office. I'm going to write a movie one day. This This is is, a movie. This is crazy. Time passes. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not getting kicked out. So I go back to the internship lady. I'm like, what the fuck happened? This is why God is real. Or karma. (laughs) Do you want to know why Dean Turchio was fired from St. Peter's College? No, let's move on. (laughs) For threatening someone in res life. Holy shit. Everything is full circle. The ball does not lie. The ball does not lie. 
did you still have to live in that basement? So, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so they get a new they get a new dean. I'm thinking shit. I might have ducked something, even though I didn't do shit. Maybe I ducked it and it'll just pass. I get an email from the new dean. So she's trying to go through everything. I have an actual hearing again. At this point, I would just like never check your email. This is. <laughs> well, matter. no, they did it's that. They sent it to, to my mom. mom. <laughs> So I go to her office and she's like going through everything. She's like, all right, tell me your side. She was a bit more reasonable. Yeah. She's like, we checked the, the cameras. We saw you key out of the rec center well before it closed. Like, I don't know what that was about. Finally, I'm like, wow, an adult. I'm the kid, right? <laughs> so she's like, but we still have to go through your hearing and your contract. Because I signed a contract to stay on campus. Mm -hmm. My contract said I cannot dorm. I can continue to go to school. My track scholarship will be honored. But if I ever get written up again, I'm thrown out. I was written up. So she was like, there's nothing I can do here. You broke the contract. Yeah. And at that point, I said, fuck y'all. Getting my transcripts. Fuck. I'm out of here. You don't, I'm leaving before you kick me out. <laughs> and where'd you go? So that summer was an interesting summer where things changed even more. I stayed in Jersey City because, again, I come from an Irish household. You don't really go back home. Mm-hmm. So I found like another cheap spot, not the basement, <laughs> another cheap spot. And I had been sending my resume to Def Jam non-fucking-stop because I had a radio show that was pretty popular on campus at St. Peter's. Called? What was it called? <sighs> I'm a bit embarrassed. <laughs> okay, so it was St. Peter's College. It's now St. Peter's University. But it was yep. St. Peter's College at the time. So everyone called it SPC. Okay. It was Club. SPC because <laughs> when we were kid. on it was the club <laughs> so it was it was a very popular show um, maybe the dean heard about what was going on at the club and thought it was actually at the rec center and you know. oh well, let me even back oh let me backtrack real quick because my memory is really bad um when because we had such a popular uh radio show they asked us to do it, our peacock was our mascot st <laughs> peter's peacocks Right, yes, I was running around in a track leotard <laughs> that said Peacock on it. Not embarrassed about that. Embarrassed about <laughs> no. SBC. Club Club. SBC. Yeah. So uh, they were like, oh, it's really popular. Can you help us out? Because uh, everything had changed at St. Peter's. It was like kind of a white school, and it turned into urban, I think, is what they now are using as a the... Def Jam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, they were like, oh, you guys know what's going on. Uh, can you help us out with Peacock Palooza? Peacock Palooza? I know. God is weird. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> Can you help? This is before I got kicked out. I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack a bit. You know what's out with Peacock Palooza? We're trying to get the way the way Penn State got Kanye right before Kanye blew. Like we're trying to do that. We have a budget this time, and I'm like, well, there's this kid Drake that is really really popular right now. This was right before So Far Gone came out. So Far Gone drops. I'm like, oh, this is all the people are listening to. This obviously the people in Res Life were like, oh yeah, I guess if that's what you guys think. So I reached out to. Tez, I want to say, mm -hmm. I may still have the email about that. He's like, all right, yeah, seven grand. He'll actually be in New York already. I think this was that time when he was recording in New York and mm -hmm. during that flex Blackberry era. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, he's actually in New York. So just seven grand and and we'll do it. I said, I'll bet. I think they had said the budget for them was like twenty grand for the whole Peacock Palooza. Man. So then the Res Life lady's like, well, my little brother knows Kid Cudi, and I'm like. All right, Kid Cudi's great. Mm -hmm. Day and night was popping. He was bigger than Drake at the time. Yeah. So if you can get Kid Cudi, that's great. Get him. But I got Drake now to sign 
This is what everyone's listening to. Day right. and night is great, but everyone's listening to so far going non-fucking-stop. That's all you can hear on campus. Just walk through the fucking dorms. Right. You deliver under budget. This is like... I thought I was like, sure. this would be awesome. She's like, nope, nope. My brother knows Kid Cudi or whoever the fuck knows Kid Cudi. Two weeks pass. I'm like, yo, did y'all sign that contract? Because this shit is coming up. Peacock Palooza. Peacock Palooza. <laughs> the hottest shit. I'm su- surprised you guys weren't there. No, you, no, you guys no. don't know the story? <laughs> I thought this was public This was public record. I always say I'll go to Peacock Palooza. I just need a chair. <laughs> so, because there's no standing room at Peacock Palooza. So, it falls through, of course. And they're like, well, can you get Drake? I emailed Tez after no contact. Right. After me passing on a layup. Don't get a, rep- a reply back from Tez. Surprise. They ended up getting some local rock band. It was the worst fucking thing ever. And you know where you know where Drake went instead. SUNY purchased. Oh no no, it, it, <laughs> it gets worse. I had felt away, and I was like, all right, we could have got Drake. And this uh, her quote. I mean, I I know you said he was popular around campus, but like I don't really know him, and I know Cuddy's on the radio. This was my freshman year. Summer passes. Best I ever had becomes the biggest hit. <laughs> period. That summer, my petty ass. The moment I see her next year in the first semester, so that guy Drake heard of him. Mm. Gave me the dirtiest look and just kept it moving. <laughs> but anyways, uh, that was my Drake story. So and then I read a double XL article where his fucking rate went from seven grand to seventy five thousand <laughs> in like one month. You're the kid who had all those CDs that you left on the Peter Pan bus. You're the guy who, you know, knows about Drake, wants him, can get him super, super reach rapner. out to him. You're very much into rap. You're gonna go to the biggest rap. I was a label. cool rap nerd though. How do I you wasn't the t- rap nerd that stayed in his basement. How do you get in touch with well? <laughs> I mean, you had all the drinks there, so who? It's, you and know. it's also it's also yeah. very small, very small basement. It's hard. To no, stay no, in I there. met in high school. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I no, I did stay in that basement. How do you get in touch with uh, the biggest rap label, Def Jam? So with that radio show and why I brought it up, um, of course we were like interviewing people that rapped on uh, on campus, and one of them was like, "Oh, I interned at Def Jam too." I was like, "Wait, you? What the fuck? One is what is an internship? Yeah, two what do you do and he's like no like the assistant's assistant more or less i don't get paid it's part of my college credit i said and you heard that and you thought great (laughs) yeah honestly because i know what the fuck i want to do in my life i was like wait like the def jam the label because i had no one in the music industry in my life like yeah Yeah. my mother worked at a liquor brand right yeah yeah my dad dad was everywhere (laughs) yeah so i was shocked like that you could do that i said is there any way you could me up he's like oh i'll give the email so i sent my resume a thousand times <laughs> not telling people to do that because that's probably the worst maybe, way to do it maybe they missed it you know but again email like email blasts weren't that big in 09 um for a label like now they didn't have the, the database where you could do that so like i guess maybe eventually one day they just saw it so i got an interview shortly after i was kicked out of school so i got like oh here's some light after one of the worst situations ever because right. i stopped speaking I was super upset. Like, I knew who my friends were. All that corny bullshit that people say when bad things happen. Yeah. So I was very introverted at that time. I I wouldn't say depressed, but I was just really upset at that time. Yeah. So I get this interview at Def Jam in the video promotions department. I show up in a full suit. Wow. (laughs) Full suit, resume, paper, printed out. I was like, no, I'm not blowing up. I'm not ruining... (laughs) I ruined college. I had a full fucking scholarship. Yeah, right. There's no fucking way I'm ruining this shit if... Because I like this. Wait, just... Uh, what Whatever is, this is. I don't what know what is it Saint is. What is St. Peter the, uh, the saint of? Do we know? Uh, kicking innocent kids out oh, of school. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> Def Jam. <laughs> so, I do this interview with a woman by the name of Shireen Taylor, who I love to death and still owe everything to. Um, and I get I get it. Like, off rip, she's like, no, I like you. You seem super knowledgeable. Because she was just asking me what 
was hot at the moment. Yeah. And you're like everything I'm in a And suit. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was like May. Um, so of course I named the Def Jam artists, even if they weren't popping. Right, right, sure. <laughs> and then I just was like, well, let me just start naming other shit. And I think Wale's mixtape had just came out then. So she was like, oh, so you like no shit. You just not here. I was like, yeah. So she's like, how many days a week do you want to come? I was like, seven. Oh my God. <laughs> she was like, all right, let's start at three. Yeah. <laughs> So I had to get a job, like a real job, because that shit w- wasn't going to pay. So I go to American Eagle. This was in the same day, in oh the same God. suit. <laughs> not in American Eagle. It was like the group interview in, yeah. the, in the middle of the mall, not like in an office. Like they took us from American Eagle to like the food court. Where's the, where's the mall? Yeah, where Newport, Newport Mall in Jersey City. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so I'm in a suit. What and questions like, did they ask you? Just stupid like team one, building. I don't even. I don't even remember. Do you know so how to fold? Yeah. Are you a good folder? Yeah. yeah. So they were like, "What's your availability?" And I just said the days. Whatever Shireen told me. I think it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That like I was like, I can't do that. But any other day, gotcha. I'm yeah. there. So I start on this Def Jam journey, and working at American Eagle at the time in the fitting rooms. Oh, so you got to make sure that people don't steal shit. I no, they would never put that on me. <laughs> So I was in video promotions. Um, Gabby was my boss. Oh wow. man, Gabby Peluso, who is like my Gabby in- industry mom, <laughs> who who I also uh, everything to. Um, she was my boss. Who I was when I walked in was like, this is the craziest woman on the face of the earth. For yeah. sure, she was the GM of Def Jam and the head of video promotions at the time, and the only person that could speak to Kanye West. Period. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was nuts, more or less. Yes, all the time because yeah. she had to be. I wasn't like the hype beast intern, but I was still the intern that was like, all right, what are you doing? <laughs> Tell me what you're doing. I want to know what you're doing. So who who you, else can I help out? Who'd you meet? Justin at Rock Nation, who I don't think people would know, was was one of my intern buddies. Right. Um, a bunch of people that probably people wouldn't really okay, know, okay. but are doing well yeah. in the industry, if you will. But like Chris Atlas, Pecos was right across the hall. Yeah. Um, Gabe was at the end of the hall. Mm-hmm. I was in the corner of like Gabby, Gabe, Pecos. Oh, like corner. it was the wildest corner ever yeah you were and mind you i didn't know i didn't know these people until i was like would open my old flip books and the cd like oh shit that's margo she yeah. does the videos yeah <laughs> so i was like thrown back by all these people that i talked to on a daily and they were in my email that were on the back cover of albums that i absolutely loved yeah so i was nerding out at the same time while doing all these spreadsheets of all the video this was like when videos were a bit more popping on the tv <laughs> right right so you were working with like bet you were yes with, uh, so i would have to take MTV uh, jams, I, I would have to take the tapes they were still tapes i mean i'm not that old but they were still actual tapes i'd have to take from the def jam office from the fucking uh dub room i yeah. would du- i would dub the, the tapes big beta ones yes the beta yeah. tapes i would yeah. sit there dub the tapes <laughs> package them up walk down to bet in 90 degree weather yeah walk to 15 15 got to know everyone over there it was a really interesting experience sure um, and of course everyone loved Gabby so mm-hmm. as the summer went I got to know artists mm-hmm. and Shireen was super busy just because she's assisting someone that's GM video promotions and just artists only artists fuck with Gabby so Shireen had enough on her plate <laughs> to the point that I was taking big boy to 106 and park oh my god at, wow. at 19 <laughs> and I look I looked 14 yeah. <laughs> so <wear> suit? <laughs> <laughs> yes I had a suit on um, so it was that first year was really interesting. And with Gabby, I got the pluses of Kanye during My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh, my God. So I was in meetings that interns were not supposed to be in. Like, I saw some shit 
that they would never be like, wait, you have this kid here for one month? No, right. get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I can say, I mean, yeah, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy's been out long enough. Uh, Kanye comes in in July, maybe when did it come out? In November of 2010? Mm-hmm. Nine? Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. He came in, uh, Runaway was about 20 minutes long. And of course, Kanye made us listen to all 20 minutes. This was the Rosewood era. So, oh, oh so you, you should have wear a suit. Yeah, suit. So God. the one time, yeah. So Kanye comes in the first day. This was right after, this wasn't right after. Taylor Swift shit did, he disappeared to Paris. Yeah. Right. No one had seen him. Right. Shows up out of nowhere. Def Jam <laughs> offices like Lupe and Nas trying to get the album out. In the full suit, he has, I want to say it was Don C's son, but don't quote me, has a child dressed <laughs> identical to him carrying his Louis Vuitton bag. Oh, my God. Comes in and is just throwing a fit at how shitty everyone is dressed. <laughs> so he says, I'm not doing business today until everyone's in a suit. So the next day, people are scrambling to find <laughs> black, not, not just regular suits, black suits, white shirt, black tie. And, of course, they're not going to look like the ones Kanye buy. Oh, no. So everyone comes in the office looking ter- like a terrible funeral. <laughs> so he brings us into the fucking, I think I went to H&M. I had, like, no money. Should have gone to American Eagle. Yeah. yeah. They don't have black suits. <laughs> I looked a mess. I, a lot of execs I won't name looked worse than me. He comes in. <laughs> the, ch- the child opens up his Louis Vuitton bag throws a blanket over a conference table <laughs> takes out two goblets like the medieval wine glasses sure pours him it was either white wine or water i mean it was in like one of those unmarked bottles sure and kanye says i'm parched we, <laughs> we can begin now he then takes out his laptop and starts playing my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and at this time it was called donda's boy i don't know if that ever went out hmm. But it was called Donda's Boy, and the idea was he was going to do 10 tracks, and each track was going to be 10 minutes. Wow. Runaway was 20 minutes at the time. Pusha wasn't on it. Kanye was singing for 15 minutes of it, maybe, yeah. at the end. Um, what was the shit he put out with Beyonce on Hot 97? Uh, that I don't think it made the album. See Me Now. I, I know you see me now, right? Yeah. Uh, Charlie Wilson was on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he played that without Beyonce. He put it out the next day. So Beyonce had to have done it like an hour after that meeting. Um, it was him just singing the hook. Uh, what else was on it? All of the lights without Rihanna, without the dream. It was all, it was my beautiful dark twisted Sandy that was just Kanye West. This and it was amazing. Is what we always thought <laughs> the music industry would be. Yeah. And Kanye, he was, he was a nice guy though. I mean, he wasn't like a dickhead. He was just Kanye. Right. He was upset that no one cried during <laughs> runaway. I remember as that's actual quote, but you're, you're 19, 19. maybe. Yeah. And uh, the biggest artist in the world is in there demanding everyone. Who, who ha- no one had seen in right. months. Yeah. Um, and he went on this whole I'm the Dark Knight rant. This was. Do you remember when he was going to like Facebook and all those places yeah. and like standing on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was. So this this yeah, started yeah. it. Like Def Jam was his first stop. <laughs> so all those videos that were leaking, I was like, nah, been there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was talking about that Dark Knight theory where he just felt like he was the biggest villain it was interesting and kind of understanding at the time because now i feel like he doesn't get it as attacked as he did after that mm. but it, it it was victim but in an intelligent way if you will but it was, it was a amazing experience I, I was literally sitting i was the first person i happened <laughs> to be he was at the head of the table and i was right at the side oh my god in the conference room where dame 
uh, flip the fuck out oh, yeah. to give people context of where it was. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah, in yeah. that conference room. <laughs> did you drink from the goblet? I, I did not have that opportunity, <laughs> no. And then my internship was ending. End, so, end of the summer? Yes, because mm-hmm. you're, only, you're only allowed to do whatever. So I was a, I'm part of the fraternity Cap Alpha Psi. Uh, another sorority that's close with us are Deltas. There was a Delta in that worked at Def Jam that worked in radio promotions. So we became cool. I uh, actually just saw her at Honey Palooza Atlanta. Her name hmm. is Keely. Keely's great. Mm-hmm. She said, listen, if you just want to intern for me off the books, like just call me when I won't have my ID won't work. Yeah. You could do that. I said, all right, great. That'd be awesome. My last week is coming. Shireen's husband is a producer by the name of Epitome. He did um, Busta Rhymes, Put Your Hands Where the Eyes Can See People. Wow. wow. So Shot Money XL, who was the A&R, head of A&R at Def Jam at the time, who yep. was the president of G-Unit's 50s manager for people that don't know. He had a meeting with him. And I had become cool with Shireen's husband just because he was always around. And he was like, yo, you want to come in this A&R meeting? I was like, with Sha? Uh <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> why the f- do I, have to wear, I, I don't do know I have what to wear you. Do I have to wear yeah. Suit? yeah, yeah. Hold on, can I run home real quick and get my three piece suit? So that happens. Nothing really happens in the meeting. Shah's just like, oh, that's your man, and he's like, yeah, it's my guy. So no blankets, no children. No, 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 <laughs> none of that. Nothing at all. It was just cool. I was like, oh shit, that's Shah. Like Queens connection. Yeah, I yeah, always, yeah. always looked up to Shah. Um, and then he had signed Big Crit. Mm-hmm. Crit was getting no love at Def Jam. Zero, zero fucking love, along with Big Sean. I was doing all the uh, statistics for videos, mm-hmm. but the internet, they still weren't on at t- in 2009, 2010. I said, if you look online, Crit has over a million views on, what was it, Children of the Corn, Children of the World, some record he had off that first mixtape. Yeah. So in an A&R meeting, Shah was in there. Again, I was privy to these meetings that I shouldn't have been in. <laughs> and I was like, this is my last week, fuck it. <laughs> And if I come back, they probably won't remember me. I'll be on the whole opposite side of the building with Keely. They won't, yeah, they won't yeah, remember yeah, me. Yeah. So I raise my hand and I'm like, hey, you guys should pay attention to Crit online right now. I know you're looking at all his stuff on MTV Jams and 106 and Park and it's not doing shit. He's got like over a million fucking views on that. Everyone completely ignores me. Nothing at all. <laughs> I'm like, all right, whatever. Worth a try. On my way out, Shah taps me. He's like, oh, I didn't know you were an intern here. I just thought you were with you know, epitome. I was like, no, 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 I interned here. I interned for Gabby. He's like, all right, what you doing? I was like, nothing. He's like, you want to come work for me? I was like, can I get my suit? <laughs> <laughs> I waste no time. I tell Keely about it. And Keely was like, yeah, just use, I'll, I'll let you in. Cause Sha, you know, is either in the studio. Sha's the head of a and He's yeah, unreliable yeah. to, if you need to get in the building. Right. So Sha and I exchange contacts. Keely's like my in there. I do her little bullshit just to keep her happy as an intern. Like, let me package all the little CDs for singles to radio. So I'm sitting there packaging that shit up, just waiting for Sha to text me. <laughs> Sha would hit me with a studio address, and I would just go to all these studios with Sha. In the city? Mm-hmm. Queens, city. I would bullshit. Mostly in Queens. Yeah. Um, And it just became this really weird experience. Well, what? That- came out of nowhere it went from like i don't know what the fuck i was gonna do at def jam to now i'm with someone that i've looked up to since yay high right now we're circling back to why i couldn't like ja Rule. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah 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 so but what did you what did you do for him i was a glorified intern assistant shy would break me off with money that wouldn't come from the company but i was doing everything from grabbing dutches at the corner store to running through beats running through samples i would give crit samples non-stop man um Joel's project that never <laughs> saw the light of day. 
He worked on a lot of Jada, Jada Kiss's shit. Like, mm-hmm. I was just around. Yeah. Kind of like the hand. I would do whatever. I didn't... I never had that fucking I'm not gonna go grab coffee mentality I hate people that have that shit I'm right. all about paying my dues if yeah, you come yeah, from yeah. humble beginnings shit you're gonna do that what so, time was uh, Shah showing up to the to the building every day Shah was a, a noon guy okay. which which honestly is pretty <laughs> That's really pretty early, early. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be like 6 or um, something if he wasn't well cause he would be in the studio until right. late which would bring me to my next point summer is ending my mother's like you gotta go back to school this is still in between. This is summer between me getting kicked out and the next semester starting. Mm-hmm. What is your interest in going back to school? Zero. <laughs> Fucking zero. But I was still really good at track. Mm-hmm. Still. My, num- my numbers were amazing. My GPA was a 3-0. I was doing, like, I had... Well, where were you running, like, you, you were it you had just It had it just up? been a few the months. studio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this was the end of this, like, I got kicked out at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So this was just the summer. All okay. this shit happened in the summertime. That's a really so, quick summer. Yeah. <laughs> so my mom's like, all right, there's a spot, Fairleigh Dickinson. They have a track team. It's not far from Jersey City where mm-hmm. you're staying now. Just do that. I said, all right, I'll apply. So I called the coach and she was like, no, I know who you are. I didn't know that you were trying to transfer. I had to lie. I was like, yeah, I'm just not really feeling the coach. Like, it's not my scene. And when other coaches hear that shit, they're like, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're nothing like yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she bit onto that shit. I hope she's not listening because I completely <laughs> lied. Because um, I had gra- I got my transcripts. My transcripts did not say I was kicked out of school. I had I, over three zero. My times were ranked on the East Coast. Yeah. So she's like, "Yeah, come here. I'll give I'll give you a full scholarship. Let's do this." So here's where things got tricky. <laughs> they practice at six o'clock in the morning. I had just gotten this shot internship, and I was the steam was moving. <laughs> There's no way I was stopping that. Yeah. So I would literally put all my classes in the morning. I would do 6 a.m. track practice. I'd knock out all my classes before 10 a.m. I would shoot over to the city on the poppy bus on Route 4, go over the GW, take the A-trade down, and wherever the fuck Shy was at, I was at. Until? Until. So here's the thing. The buses don't start because the only way to get to Teaneck, it's not like the PATH train to Jersey where it's 24 hours or right. the subway. They stop at, at 1 a.m. Uh-huh. and they start back at 5, 6 o'clock depending on where you're going. So I would just stay with Shah till 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. I would go to Port Authority. I'd sleep in Port Authority until the bus came, get on the bus. I'd always have my track stuff with me. I'd change either on the bus or in the bathroom of the uh, track facility, run, do the whole shit over again. Holy, Holy shit. shit. For, sem- for semesters. <laughs> so that's why, and this was me. I was running to get coffee, running to get blunts, just learning, trying to soak everything in. So that's why I hate when that internship, when people walk in thinking they're CEOs. Like, you got to learn shit. You don't right. know shit. Just because you listen to Kendrick Lamar before everyone else doesn't mean you know the music industry. Just because you listen to Wale. <laughs> well, it got me the internship. Uh, Shout out to Wale. <laughs> when you have kids one day, if they try to get away with anything, you'll just be like, you want to know what I did? <laughs> yeah. So I go through all that. Everything's going very well with Shy at this time. Um, he has his management company on the side as well. So right. he's like, Listen, I, you don't want to do that label shit. He was coaching me on getting the fuck away from labels early. Fuck with my management company. I'll pay you more. You could do other shit. But at this time, Def Jam Cypher Session start. I don't know if you guys remember Def Jam Cypher Session. That's a hard word to say. It is. It is. So these were, you guys know Benner from Palooza? Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is how I met Benner. I met Benner before everybody in Palooza. <laughs> 
So I meet Benner through Shaw. That's why you're the general manager. Yeah, right? Yeah. By the way, Benner's um, got some good Def Jam stories. He has great Def Jam stories. <laughs> yeah. A lot of which we experienced together. Yeah. So him and Shaw have this event where they just want to get a bunch of new talent, like a like an A&R showcase, but the headliner would always be a Def Jam guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one was Big Sean, and I can't prove it, but that sparked Def Jam giving a fuck about Big Sean. Hmm. He sold out SOBs in about five minutes, all the Def Jam execs came like, wait, that little kid that be around Kanye is yeah. doing this type of shit? Then came Marvin Gaye and Chardonnay. Then yeah, came yeah, yeah. when he was shutting down uh, sneaker stores and starting riots in yeah. Soho. Yeah. That, in my opinion, sparked it. Um, then we did West Coast Cypher Sessions, which this was the bill. YG, Nipsey Hussle, Kendrick Lamar, and Dom Kennedy. Wow. This was all before like they popped. Yeah. yeah. Um, we did a, a South one, which Crit headlined. Mm-hmm. I forgot who was on the bill. Kid Kid. Because Shy was managing Kid Kid at the right, time. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe B.O.B. I don't know. But I had then got in with these Def Jam Cypher Sessions thing where I was like, oh, this event shit is kind of cool too. And that's where I still stayed with the Def Jam offices. I, I could still do the, the Shy management, sit in fucking St. Albans, Queens yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on Dunkirk and then just go to the office as well and everyone knows me like Lenny's office is right next to Shaw that's how I met Lenny yep. Chris Atlas like I was always just that white kid that hung out with Shaw <laughs> like that was just whatever you need he would do it did you meet anybody from G-Unit besides Shaw? Uh, I mean when I was a kid like on the Ave a kid kid? <laughs> hey <laughs> but, um, but fifth and Shaw I think that started that their falling were, out yeah, yeah, yeah. in the beginning they were fine but that started their falling out him and Banks were still cool mm-hmm. I met Banks a few times um Yayo, I don't think I ever met. So, a few semesters worth of that schedule has to grind you down, right? Yeah, and on top Drives of that, you to drink. Yeah. <laughs> on top of that, they were no longer now paying for my room and board, so I need a place to stay. Where'd you go? So, a girl from my track team at St. Peter's in Newark, New Jersey. Her grandmother, unfortunately, her uncle went away, and there was this open room. And the neighborhood that it was in, which is um, Valesburg and Newark on South Orange Ave in Sanford, is where my grandparents and my father, or like that's where my family is from on my father's side. So I knew the area very well. I was like, oh yeah, I'll do that. One block from my grandparents, they had moved at that point. Yeah, fuck it, I'll take it. It was a hundred dollars a month. Wow. Wow. They didn't even want to take money at first. They were like, oh, if that's your friend, they were from Jamaica. Like that was an in and out house from everyone that would come from Jamaica would come there and then do their thing. Yeah. So they were used to having people in and out of the house. So I was kind of like adopted by this Jamaican family for two years. That's amazing. Like I used to have to go to church with them on Chancellor Avenue in Newark. Like I became part of that church. Oh my God. It was not, it was like, I was part of their family. What, <laughs> is, what is your favorite part of Jamaican cuisine? Um, It's cliche, but curry. <laughs> it's, it's, but jerk if it's done right on the grill, mm-hmm. if it's done right. <laughs> um, But no, it was, it was great. Uh, they would feed me nonstop. Like, I didn't have to pay for food. Yeah. It was it was the weirdest but best situation. As long as I went to church with them, they mm-hmm. were cool. And as long as I helped out around the house, she, I mean, it was her grandmother, so I would carry things. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It kind of became this safe haven for me to stay out of trouble. I had real legitimate trust issues after everything that happened at St. Peter's. So sure. I, if anyone you would run into on Fairleigh Dickinson, Dickinson today, they don't really know me. Really? They would just know Rory's that quiet kid. And I'm one of the more outgoing social people, period. <laughs> so to not know me at a college campus was like, no, nah, he just kept to himself the time that he was there. 
Right. So were you like still like a bad kid from from? No, at this point I was pretty straight. Yeah. And was, could your mother tell the difference? Oh hell yeah, yeah. she was. <laughs> oh she because and my mother is she loves stars. She's one of those women. So mm-hmm. like when I'd be like, oh no, nah, Justin Bieber's in the building today, she would f- flip the <laughs> fuck out. My little cousin was the biggest Justin. I used to take stuff from the intern closet and have him sign it and send it. And then I sent something one time and she's like, ew, we don't like Justin Bieber. We like One Direction. <laughs> So I went from the greatest cousin yeah. ever to the the, the worst. worst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sending this thing for free. Yeah. <laughs> Did she like how you saw the biggest star every weekend? Jesus. <laughs> yes. My mother is Irish Catholic, so yes, she was very happy that. Well, she asked if it was like Christian. She was wow. like, "What are you doing over there?" <laughs> so, did you graduate? No. So. Oh, you. Here's you, here's here's one of the biggest. Just not to graduate. Here's one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made in my life. I'm like nine credits away from graduating. Today. So much great stuff happened with Def Jam that was going amazing that I was like, nah, fuck this. I gotta, I have to. Because when I transferred over, not all my credits went. Mm-hmm. So doing 15 credits a semester, I came to my senior year last semester and there was still like nine left. So really, you're one semester short of graduating yes. right now. Mm-hmm. But Def Jam was right there. Shy was right there. And I was like, nah, fuck this. I'm... I'm staying with this. I'm not going back to school. School will always be there. Stupid mistake. In <laughs> retrospect. Well, no, school's still there. <laughs> it is, but... I think there's so, like a statue, And right? why, why it was even stupider, I, I leave school. I find a spot in Jersey City right by St. Peter's. I don't know. My, ther- my therapist says it's because of unfinished... Business? I was like, nah, the rent was just good over there. Because karma's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sha goes, yo, I'm moving to L.A. Trust what? issues. Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. what? He said, yeah, moving to L.A. I was like, all right, well, I'm not working for anyone at Def Jam but you. Well, so did you think about going with him? It crossed my mind. Yeah. But then you but, were like, oh, you're a very fair-skinned guy. <laughs> yeah, I can't handle well I was the, dying today on the way here. <laughs> this is definitely walk on the shadier side of the street oh, yeah, season yeah, yeah, for yeah. me. I saw that. <laughs> yes, I have a lot of SPF on right now. Um, so that happens, and I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? Because I was working off the books for Shah. I was more out of the building with him. So I had great relationships. Uh, Lenny was looking for an assistant. I was like, oh, fuck, maybe I'll do that. That didn't work out. I had publicity I did. some. I had an interview. But it was like, all right, what have you been doing in this building? What the fuck does that have to do with publicity? Like, right. I know everyone loves you, but we can't just give you that job. Right. Which was understanding. So my cousin went to school with a gentleman by the name of Aristotle. Who oh, you yeah. both know. Mm-hmm. Yes. I had seen Aristotle in and out of the Def Jam building so much because Aristotle, for people that don't know, was a very big video director and still would be, but he's moved on to films and done other things. So I'd see him all the time. And he did a lot of Def Jam videos. Yeah, yeah yes. like oh, he did Nas, like Nas and yeah. like the helicopters and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So he, we'd know each other just because my cousin went to St. John's with him. And he was like, oh. Your cousin so- J. Cole. <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> they all went to college together. Yeah. Aris was J. Cole's first manager. You guys should have Eris on this on this podcast. We should, we should. yeah. Eris has great stories, especially <laughs> J. Cole stories. Um, so he's like, what, what are you doing? I was like, I told him what was going on just because kind of had that relationship at that time. Uh, he's like, come fuck with me. I, I used to watch you run around those Def Jam Cypher sessions nonstop. Like, everyone speaks so highly of you. Come fuck with me. So he had a company uh, called By Any Means, and I joined up with him. And your role there? General manager. <laughs> <sighs> My role there was at that point everything. Like it was a startup, so everyone did everything. Eris was the head, 
it was like a mini it wasn't just video production like when we would do videos we would do the digital marketing rollout for it like it was a mini ad agency if you will yeah and by the way you knew people at mtv and BET yeah so we kind of became def jam's creative team if you will right uh because Tavon, you guys know Tavon, right? He used to work at Def Jam. He did pretty much every album cover from 05 to 2011. Huh. Um, so he was part of By Any Means as well. So we just literally became their creative department. We would do their videos. We would do their artwork. We would do digital marketing campaigns. And you're getting a check now. Oh, a significant yeah, check. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, this was... Yeah, I, <laughs> shit. I wasn't in college. I had to pay some fucking bills. <laughs> so... We did every fad video you could go look back at. Um, Nas videos for uh, Life is Good. We did yeah. all those but daughters. Um, do you go to the set? Mad Jeezy videos. Do you go to the set of all these these shoots? Yeah. Well, I started. I mean, I started out as just kind of assisting at that time for the videos. Then that kind of pushed me into becoming a video producer. Hmm. So, like, we would do the dream videos. I would I would produce those. Um, and everything shit. would go swimmingly. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> All the artists would show up on time. Yeah. The, the dream? Of yeah, course. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you about the dream, right? So we do, uh, you guys remember 1977? Yes. Of course. Terrius. Terrius Nash. One of the more underrated oh. dream projects ever. Well, I sure. fucking love that Are we that turning album. this into the Joe Budden podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will happily talk about how much I love that album. That, um, that is so probably, that's probably the... Or Mixtape, brother. That is probably the yeah. most underrated. So I think, uh, I think I was still taking interviews at the time. So I think I had an interview at epic or sony or some shit so I'm, I'm walking out of that walking through Times square and eris calls me he's like yo the dream needs us tonight i was like all right fuck <laughs> what's the budget this and that so i start scrambling we try to get everything together um i get a slow buck studio which is where i used to work with shy in st albans mm -hmm. so we get a fucking uh maybach like delivered to the middle of the hood in queens and dream shows up we haven't heard the record yet do you know what it's like to shoot a music video and you haven't heard the record? No. Well, the good thing <laughs> is that when you do shoot the music video, you're going to hear it about 4,000 times. <laughs> so we start shooting against the white psych just to try to get a feel. And Dream goes, I don't want to do this record anymore. And we're like, what? He said, no, nah, I don't want to shoot this video. I have another song that I want to do, which ended up being long gone. So I said, uh, can you give us tomorrow? <laughs> so Eris and I went back to his crib and literally stayed up the whole night putting together an entire treatment because we had the song at least he yeah, gave us sure. the song yeah, yeah, yeah. and put together an entire music video well you're used six, to like sleep this night yeah. anyway so oh, yeah. that was never a thing um <laughs> six hours maybe we put together an entire video treatment holy shit you and shout out like to a, eris shot the shit out of that and you should have just done like a chief keef style video should have been these him. were not those weren't popular <laughs> Shooting in your house with a, a fucking <laughs> a warrant is not that great yet. <laughs> <A warrant. laughs> um, but that it came out great. Uh, Dream is Dream is an interesting guy. Wait, so so all of a sudden now you are you're a legitimate video producer. Yeah, we were working out of the Karma Loop offices. I don't know if you guys remember Karma yeah, Loop. Yeah, uh, Fat Jew was running around there well that. before Fat Jew that. was Fat Jew. Yeah, remember that. Um, Karma Loop was a really cool space. Um, until they went I never, bankrupt. I, yeah. <laughs> I was never like, I was creative, but I wasn't like, I didn't see myself as like a creative, but it was such, that's what the space was. It was yeah. nothing but creatives together. But if, if you were to go meet someone and they were like, what do you do for a living? At that point, what are you telling them? Uh, probably producer at that yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, video producer. Or But we were doing, 
so many other things. Like I was running the BAM social accounts, which were pretty popular at the time, and I was getting checks for doing other artists' uh, digital marketing as well. So it wasn't like we were just doing video. Right. There was a lot of marketing stuff involved. Like we, we did a Ludacris, the jingling video, which actually is an amazing video if you look it up. No bias. It's we, like we, the we, 1977 we, of Ludacris's we, catalog. It's it's terrible. It's a terrible song and it's a terrible album. But we put a whole car in a swimming pool in oh, Atlanta. Oh, the one in Atlanta. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Great fucking Midgets, video. Right? Yes, we had midget. Small people. What? I don't know. Yeah. We, it was Project X. We literally took Project X and made a video out of it. <laughs> it was amazing. That video. You should send it to the dean. That's exactly like what he thought happened. Yes, that. exactly. And me fighting and threatening people. But like with that. He had uh, his headphone and liquor company at the time, Ludacris. Mm-hmm. So, like, we did... Still does. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, please, Shout please plug it. Me. Yeah, wait, wait. I'm uh, a contractor. Conjure? Is that the... Is that Conjure, the liquor? and Conjure's was the it sleek headphones or some shit? Yeah. Uh, did you get any, like, headphones from him? Yes, because we did... You know the gnome in Project X? Mm-hmm. So, we put that in the video purposely, <laughs> and we did this contest through Def Jam's twitter and Ludacris's twitter if you could count how many times you would get free headphones or free liquor gotcha so like we would do these rollouts that was our pitch like all right if you want to hire us to do a video we'll do much more than that and this right. was before there was one-stop shops yeah. and everyone had an agency right. and everyone was doing this so we i'll say we kind of started that shit <laughs> <laughs> after that eris and i are kind of trying to figure out what bam is going to be and we get a call from kevin Lyles. right kevin Lyles now wants to partner with us and we become not part of uh, KWL, which is his management company. I think the time was mm-hmm. Jeezy, Sean, Trey Songs, mm-hmm. Estelle, yep. race car drivers, movie stars. Yeah, he had a lot. It wasn't just rap. Oh, I I, I knew the first I, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, I forgot the race car driver's name. The I, only black race car driver. I remember too. Uh, we visited you guys over there. Right when you moved into the new offices. Well, because we had been to the Karma Loop ones and yes. then that one. Yeah, 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 sure. But this now, you guys were designing a uh, a bottle for Mariah Carey's... So there was this tea company. Tea. <laughs> this tea company that Walgreens wanted to start. So Kevin hooked this tea company up with Mariah Carey and Jay-Z. Hove was like, I'll take the check. No fucking way I'm putting my name on that. Right. So he said, this is going to be a 40-40 tea. So it was like for the 40-40 club. It was the first time any bottle had the, uh, I can never pronounce the word, algorithm shit, where mm-hmm. you can put the app up to the phone and shit will pop up in your phone. Oh, oh yeah. like the, the SPC code or whatever? Yeah. So this, no, not the, the club. SPC. SPC was the club. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that, was, that was the radio show. You must have listened. Yeah. It was pretty popular. It's the, um, we almost got Drake. Yeah. Uh, we did have Charles Hamilton, though. <laughs> <laughs> QRC is yeah, the QRC. whatever yeah, yeah so it was the first it was the first ones to have that so it was like this big rollout with Mariah Carey we designed the bottles for that um and did it was you, it was a good way to Mariah? get out of did you briefly see her from yes bar? briefly yeah. <laughs> I smelled her kind yeah. of. <laughs> well, that's first weird. concert I ever went to I'll admit on is this podcast right? my mother took me wow to where the was it heartbreaker tour in the garden so yeah the Kevin stuff was great um I was doing at that point Kevin put me on doing all the big show on socials um, so I was doing all his social media. I was launching his Aura Gold uh, clothing line yep. and doing all the socials for that. And what, what uh, his website was like, uh, who is Big Sean? Or no, what is it? Oh, yo, you know BigSean.com. Yeah. yeah. Was it still that at that point, though? Yeah, that was might have been in the beginning. Where it's like, it's like whoever like sat on the, uh, you know, whoever squatted on the on the actual BigSean.com, you know. Yes. Website. Yeah, it was like a, give it up. Yeah. yeah. You know BigSean.com. So... I started doing more of his Aura Gold stuff because Hall of Fame had just just finished. So I did a lot of the social media for that. We're doing uh, Estelle stuff, which was 
cool because I know Estelle isn't like the first name you jump at, but she allowed us to be creative. So we, we, get, we got Estelle, to do a lot man. of yeah. a lot of great content with her. Um, we did her album covers, all I her, her rollout. Yes, oh. the, the pussy shit. Yeah, we yeah, the pussy we did. Uh, we got in a beef with CeeLo over it. Why? Because he then put out a, his Grammy invitation was what we did for Estelle, which was. It wasn't her legs, but it was supposed to look like her legs. The black and white shot with the cat in the middle of yeah, where her, yeah, yeah. her box would have been. His Grammy yeah, invitation was, was like the that? the same thing, and it got into a Twitter <laughs> Twitter altercation. So neither here nor there. I love CeeLo. Uh, and then around this time, 300 starts. Yeah. So while we're doing this whole tornado of being around Kevin Lyles, Gabby is now back and is with Kevin. Here comes Lior and Todd. And you've been to those offices. It's open desks. Yeah. But there's a bunch of offices, nice offices, glass. Mm -hmm. Lior says, no, (laughs) I want to sit in the desks. (laughs) And across from me is Lior Cohen. (laughs) Every day I sit down. (laughs) I'm telling you from, it's a foot maybe. It was just a desk separated by a glass thing. (laughs) I'm just staring at Lior face to face every day. Was it like looking into the future? It was one of the more intimidating experiences of my entire fucking life what is the first thing he said to you uh like really to me or just in passing because the first thing he said to me was the scariest thing anyone's ever asked me before in my life (laughs) which is why should i need to know you Mm. wow yeah one of the most amazing his bedside manner is like damn (laughs) why can't i like why didn't you give me time to think about this (laughs) i don't know why you should need to know but why leor is so genius why he asked me that question was he knows his demographic is younger people. He's selling to younger people. He would ask every last person in that office. Lior sat with the assistants. He would go around, poll people. What do you think of this? Tell me what you think about this. What would you do with this? Right. Like Lior cares. That's why he's been so successful and why he's such a great exec. Cause he's not the old guy. Like, well, I did DMX album this way, so we should do Migos album this way. Right. Like right. he's adapted so well and he cares about younger people. So I have nothing but great things. Every time Lior got on the phone, I would pretend that my headphones were in, <laughs> be on silent. What is Lior saying? Even if he's talking to his son. I was like, anything Lior says, I'm going to fucking listen to. So it. how do you like sitting at a desk? Uh, at, at that time with Lior or, well, or now? Just in general. No, yeah, yeah. No. Um, I mean, we weren't, I weren't confined to the desk because we were, always on, we were on set a lot. We were always at the Def Jam offices pitching shit and Interscope too because um, we had just, our name had rang around as the one-stop shop for shit when you needed it um so i wasn't always there right but when we were there it was great what do you think the future held for you as someone who wanted to work just in in music and creativity around music say that one more time <laughs> what does the future hold for you deep. in music <laughs> when i looked in leor's eyes what yeah, did yeah, i say yeah, yeah um i'm not sh- at what that, should i do at, leor at that point 300 was was picking up and KWL was kind of just becoming part of 300 and we were doing a lot for 300 um like early Migo shit the fight night stuff we did um I don't know I kind of just was a little I don't know if complacent is the word but I was comfortable with what I was doing mm-hmm. um I love the big show and stuff I was doing I, I kind of didn't really have that plan that I was like what's my five-year plan here I didn't I didn't have it is that what you said to Lior? No. Yeah, well, when Leor said that shit, I froze up and I think I 
started explaining what I did for Sean, and it was probably. Did you terrible. throw up? I may have. <laughs> Luckily, I had that suit on. You, you were like, <laughs> like, you know, Big Sean. Yo, some <laughs> some wild shit. The funniest story, which I don't, Lo, I think Lowe was there because Lowe was in the KWL offices at that time. All the time. There was this guy because Kevin, just like Lior, was always in touch. You know, listen to the kids, bro. Was always in touch with that shit and would bring in these people to consult for like a like a week or two. There was this creepy kid that came in one time. Was it low? <laughs> yes. His, he then became low key. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Beats one radio. <laughs> who would sit by name. himself. And then one day he came in super early. And I, and you could tell he was like a little shaky. Like he had been out all night. Like he was just coming to the office. Mm-hmm. And we're in a staff meeting. And he just runs into the staff meeting and starts screaming, I need to speak to Lior Cohen. And Kevin is like, Kevin is not the one to play with. Kevin is like, who the fuck are you? And get the fuck out of here. Right. Because another employee had him there for consulting. Kev- I don't think Kevin had even met him yet. So security comes. He then gets in like freak out mode and starts saying he's going to blow up the building and shoot people and then runs into Lior's. Well, no, I'm sorry. Todd's office where Lior was and is sitting on the desk and they're in the middle of a meeting sitting on the desk going you need to hear every idea i fucking have and leor is like who the fuck is this <laughs> security runs in grabs him we corner him like he's in a corner like his fists are up he would have whooped everyone's ass he was on something where he had that crackhead power where no one was going to take him down so i'm not exaggerating when i say the chief of police 20 officers maybe came up because when you do shit in a corporate office building (laughs) the police don't play with that they're sending the force right right they get him down on the ground two officers he scrambles free breaks the glass to into the office like the actual office building shatters it they then get on top of him again and put him in a straight jacket. Holy shit. And carry him out of there. Holy shit. <laughs> so when does Lior hear all the ideas? I know, yeah. <laughs> I think he went to the precinct and said, I need to hear what this guy yeah. has to Hold say. Hold on. Let me listen to the kids. Why yeah. should I know you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then that started to die down. 300, <laughs> 300 was moving to a new office. Good transition. Uh, yeah, because they broke the glass. Yeah, we had to. Um, Kevin was working on his own thing with, with Trey and, and I don't know if Jeezy was still there at the time. Um, and I think Eris and I, we never had like a beef or anything, but I just think things don't always get bad. Sometimes they just get over. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think Eris and I just kind of ran our course. So now I was back on like, all right, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. You're nine credits short of graduating from college. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going to send your resume? Now I'm here. How's your 40 <laughs> um, time at this point? <laughs> terrible. Well, so, no, I was still doing NFS, Nike football society. <laughs> yeah. I was doing all right. So when do you meet, when do you meet Joe Budden? Uh, I actually met Joe when I was at BAM back during the Karma Loop offices uh, off No Love Lost. There's a song called Castles. I produced that video, um, which was like, it was a shitty budget through Karma Loop because it was E1. No offense to Gabby and E1. <laughs> um, it was a t- shitty budget. So we did like this three day follow him on his press run, do some, it was, a, it ended up being a cool video just because we had talented people that could edit it well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was dead just following him with a camera <laughs> during his press run. Um, but him and I just, we just became cool. Uh, we both like cocaine eighties, mm-hmm. which isn't a drug. It's a, it's an R and B group with right. James Fauntleroy. No ID. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we just kind of got along. That's, Did you that's like really hookah bars? Uh, at that time. Yeah. I think I probably <laughs> liked hookah bars. No, I was in Jersey city during college. Hookah was popping in Jersey city. Cause there's a lot of like 
Middle Eastern people over there. And so it was popping before it got to the heights. So how do you how do you connect with Joe on a professional level then? Well, I mean, the first time we met was on a professional level. I was, well, I was you know, but then I mean, like, how do you yeah, end up working you, together? Yeah. Um, did he formally ask you to work with him, or did you just sort of like... I was did he get ca- down on one knee, like, in Times Square? <laughs> oh, my God. No. He did not. Um, no, at, at that time, I was kind of in a really weird place, because the BAM shit was ending. Was the really weird place the, the basement in Jersey City? No, no. I, in, in my mind, it was. Um, I didn't know what was next. I... It wasn't a rock bottom time, but it was certainly like a, which I think we all have. Like, what the fuck is next? Yeah. I don't really have a lead right now. I know all these people, but you know, yeah, when something opens up, I got you. You know, I always think highly of you. Like, the, the runaround, which, which isn't yeah. which isn't bad, though. Right. Like, there usually isn't shit for people to give you. So I was just hustling on the side, trying to make ends meet. Did you reach out to Shah? Of course. Over at Epic? I did some consulting at Epic with, uh, with L.A. Reid. Mm-hmm. Which, for those that listened to the last episode of my podcast, <laughs> it's neither here nor there. Listen to the last episode. Um, so yeah, I was doing uh, a lot of stuff with Shy at the time, but there wasn't. There was like assistant roles at Epic. At that point, I was well above being. I wasn't. You're not paying me forty thousand dollars a year to be an assistant. My my talent. I knew my talent was much better than that, even though that was available. So I was doing the consultant shit, finding other. I was doing weekend shit um, with video production because I knew a lot of people. Because I would, as a video producer, I would hire a lot of people, um, so they would hire me in return, which is always great in video production. But I was still didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. I, I was kind of lost at that point. I'd hit Kevin again, like, "Hey, Kevin, what are you doing?" Uh, Leor, I'd met with once. Three Hundred didn't really have shit that fit me. They had their digital team. Fetty was popping, so they was just like, Fetty had his team already with yeah. Orlando and everyone, and Orlando wasn't letting anyone else in. I was like, "All right, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do." <laughs> So I was all pissed off in Jersey City, uh, and then I get this MTV video production gig for the worst TV show of all time. That show? Uh, the broke-ass game show. Yes. <laughs> Can we get some horns on that? <laughs> in post-production? Um, the broke-ass game show, which Eric and I were uh, pitched as talent for, <laughs> and we rejected because we didn't like the name. Actually, and interestingly enough, we were flying out to houston the next day to shoot a music video that we were starring in with bun b uh i know the name of it uh girls with the dirty south the dirty south that's right yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> um so, so broke yeah, ass game show when i go to the interview and all that it's for it's a show like impractical jokers yep practical jokers is great of course didn't know the title <laughs> the pay was fucking great and at that point at mtv i know wow i know that's why i was shocked yeah um and it paid it paid every week so i was like wait what the fuck (laughs) i get paid this amount every single week and you took it yeah Yeah. and i was still i was in that space like i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do when i need money (laughs) i've been on my own since 8 17 18 now i need to like really get my life together yeah even if this isn't it i need the fucking money so i took it you had to work six days a week i had to be on set at 6 a.m 14 hour days never i was like no one ever saw me for that whole entire series and <laughs> so event. the show was basically like running around like madison square park it, the concept was it would it was these two guys uh derek i forgot the other guy's name derek jeff, jeff. <laughs> he kind of looked like you if we're gonna be honest shorter. Type, typecast he kind of looked yeah. like yeah. the two of you guys combined well they, that, they, <laughs> yeah. they did want us that's right yeah <laughs> you guys dodged a bullet with that we, one, we, trust we, me. Yeah. uh derek is funny i've seen him at the comedy cellar he's actually a really funny comedian um 
but it was them two going around pretending to like be broke and they had these like really stupid games where people could win like five to forty dollars if they participated in these extremely dumb games yeah it was like billy on the street but like not also amazing it was like not everything they're gonna pay they're gonna pay rory and i'm sure a whole bunch of other people a lot of money and they're just like but the uh the people we found on the street get between five and forty dollars you have you have to think it added up because they were finding a hundred people a day oh is that right and we worked from (laughs) shit the summertime all the way to christmas damn so yeah it was was, that added up yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) they was and people that didn't get to play in the games or whatever like because people would have to be grabbed and i know it's reality tv but it wasn't right they were getting 50 off rip if they didn't get in the game and a lot of people didn't get in the game wow so yeah, they spent a shit ton Wait, of money. Wait, they were on getting that. fifty if they were not in there. Exactly. Oh, I'd rather not be in but there. But they, yeah. they didn't know that. <laughs> they didn't know that until after. But I mean, some people got like a hundred bucks every now and then. So was it you just like uh, with like a clipboard being like, hey, running, like, you know, with can you the sign fucking this? radio in my radio piece in my ear in Union Square? Yeah, I was really doing the video or part of the TV production shit, which I wasn't mad at because I had so much great video production and all i knew from 19 years old was the music industry right and there's only so much the rap world can bring you did you run into anybody you knew oh i had my, my friends are on the show oh <laughs> yeah like who? uh cory towns is on the show like, I'm really gonna, i'm gonna get Corey you paid is today, on that Corey. show uh do you guys know lucian <laughs> yeah, yeah of course lucian was on the show <laughs> who else did anybody win no <laughs> i think cory was in a it was a track meet uh crossing the street at a light and there was like a tape and the contestants had to run through <laughs> everyone and like whoever won got money you should have done it i know yeah well <laughs> i was i was kicked out same peter's <laughs> own yeah. yeah but at that time joe and i became cooler he was doing all love lost uh which i was heavily involved in creating um i was a creative director on the actual project as well as you know music selection and but everybody's and a beats. creative director these days <laughs> well i i did the whole with um a woman by the name of ps i'm dope who did wale's ambition cover she actually painted it i was wow. a big fan of her so i was like hey i have this vision vision's always the word to get yeah, yeah, yeah. yo fuck on my vision <laughs> so i said i have i have this vision for all of lost i think you're amazing let's meet so her and i sat down for weeks and she painted this amazing thing we did the inside of the booklet the back the the verbiage so yes no i can call myself 100 percent a creative director of that fucking album so how then does the podcast begin and what role did you expect to play did you know you were going to play it um did you want to were you forced we were into working, it <laughs> we were working all of lost at the time we were putting that together so I, I was just with Joe a lot at that time. Him and Marissa Mendez and Peter had this idea for a podcast. And they needed a producer. So, I mean, it wasn't that difficult for what I was actually doing. I was like, put a podcast together? No problem. So they start on this podcast. And then I think maybe like 10 episodes in, Joe was like, yo, just get on the mic. <laughs> we need a guest. Just to balance out the banter between the two of us, it would help to have a third mic. So I thought I was just there for the day. A day turned into three years. <laughs> <laughs> what surprised you most about the reaction that the podcast has gotten? Uh, now a lot. It's, as social as I am and appear to be, and you can make a case that I am, I'm super introverted. I, I'm very private. I'm not a huge on 
the, the fandom that's come from this podcast. Well, right. Well, this is your first interview. <laughs> yes. Where Where's the Where's the strangest place you got recognized? Uh, in the laundromat across the street from my house today. Wow. Wow. Really? Uh, see now, now people know where you're gonna live. <laughs> what did What did this person say? Uh, he was outside and yelled my name, and I thought it was somebody I knew because yeah. I was in the neighborhood I've lived in since 2012, and it was an older gentleman with his daughter. Wow! So I really thought it was maybe some someone I knew, but he was like, "No, nah, I love the podcast, man." I was like, "Oh, thanks for listening." <laughs> it's uh no, but it's it's been an adjustment just because with, with seeing people and with the Henny Palooza tour, mm-hmm. I'm in a different city every week, and of course people in those cities listen to the podcast and i have a very aggressive background a very standoffish background so when people come up to me the jokes joe and i have <laughs> are inside jokes amongst <laughs> friends that are said on the podcast right and i have a great sense of humor you guys know i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm the furthest You're thing so from funny <laughs> hey, thanks. hey thanks man hey thanks uh, I, I make a joke out of everything but yeah. it's weird when strangers come up and say certain things to me i have right. a very standoffish attitude and i'm adjusting to that <laughs> Yo, some guy came up to me at a party like a week ago or whatever and was like, yo, Lloyd Banks hates you. And I was like, yo, who the fuck are you? You're like, so? And then, yeah. And then I was like, oh, oh, right. You I'm gonna, wouldn't I'm gonna know text that. Banks yeah. the, I'm going to text Banks the address yeah. right now. Please. Yeah. <laughs> so three years into this podcast, it's become such a huge thing. But not only just for Joe, which is amazing. And, and I was I was uh, I was emailing with with chops over at Complex today because I was just like, the Everyday Struggle Show has become such Phenomenal. a sensation Phenomenal. and yeah. a must-watch every day. But I even ju- he was surprised by the success of it. But not only that, so Joe, Joe is you know Joe is Joe. He's going to be good on radio. He's going to be good on podcasts. Going to be good on on the internet. Whatever you, Rory, people are finding out how good your musical taste is now. Maybe it's like well, I'm something. from I'm from Club SPC. <laughs> I've been doing this for but, for but, years. But have you gotten anybody? Did you hear about my Drake story? From a <laughs> And you can do it under budget, too. Uh, has anyone reached out in terms of trying to get you to work their project or be part of a label situation or anything uh, like that? Yeah, I'm working on one now that I'm not going to say. But, yeah, I'm currently working. But I'd want to do it in the way I would want to do it. I mean, I with my corporate job right. <laughs> that I have now, I'm blessed to be able to pay my bills without taking a check that I don't want. Yep. So, yeah, I'm only doing it with things that I love and fit what i want to do right now that's awesome so but i mean with the everyday struggle thing to, to bring up the last point joe has been talking about why doesn't rap have a first take mm-hmm. he's been saying that for years and i think it's amazing that he's doing it now um i think academics is is going to get his rhythm because he's not he, joe's been in front of a mic for 20 years right like, yeah. it's, it's tough to go against someone that's that's done that and people give academics a lot of slack I think he's going to get his rhythm, and I think it's going to be even better than it is now. Well, does academics feel the same way? Um, I, I don't know. I kind of know Ak. I've been around him a few times. One time at Joe's house where I was like actually just trying to get to know him mm-hmm. naturally because he was just a few of us there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think it's a, a new thing to him as as well, going, yeah. going from doing something on the internet for so long to now I'm in the moment. Because I don't think people know how difficult let alone podcasting, doing something live in front of a live mic. I mean, I know it's not live live, but it's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To come up well, with shit like this is very fucking difficult. Especially with, you like, You could rehearse Joe. something. Oh, yeah, with, with Joe, Joe as well. Joe was, like, you know, a sparring... Like, Joe, like, spars with himself in the mirror. Like, you know, like, he's... <laughs> yeah. He's ready to fight, and I think that... 
um, academics, you know, he, he no, does. Yeah, and no one could do our podcast except for me and more to, right. to handle Joe. <laughs> right. What I said to Chops today, too, was that Joe's perfect because, and we were watching that episode about um, whether an album is classic or not and who had more classics, Kanye or Jay-Z. And Joe knows his history. He loves this this genre. Like, he, he cares and he's passionate about it and he will back his points up. Yeah. But also, and like, he knows how to play to the cameras. Even, of course, after he did the Hot Nights and Morning Show, he didn't do a lot of media shit in between that. Right. You're, you're built for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're good at rapping, but come on, man. There's more money in this. <laughs> so, uh, how many more stops on the Henny Palooza tour this year? Uh, we're at 12, 12 more. Yeah, we're at the halfway mark. 12 more. 22 total. Are you ready? <laughs> Fuck no. I'm exhausted. I My life is spiraling out of control. <laughs> uh, have you ever left anyone behind at a, uh, at a Henny Palooza? Defined left behind. <laughs> like no child left behind George Bush shit like, when, yeah. I, when I got left behind or... <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, did did the plane take off and you were just like, like you know, well, yeah, Loki, Kevin McAllister. No one yeah. meets, no one misses more flights than Loki. <laughs> Low misses a million flights. I have no idea how he even gets to these cities. He's at the gate and sleeps through it. Like, no, he, no, he gets hotel rooms in the city because Low. Well, I'm not gonna say where Low lives, but it's far from any airport. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> He gets these hotel rooms on like Hotel Tonight, which is a, a good strategy. Mm-hmm. And then he'll go out that night and fucking pass out with his clothes on and his face in the pillow and miss the fucking flight. <laughs> Yo, I called. We were on our way to San Francisco, I think. And Lowe was the only one out at the gate. So naturally, I called him. Right. Like, hey, man, we're about to board. <laughs> and you know when like a drunk person answers the phone and has no idea where they're at? Yep. I'm like, yo, where the fuck are you? He's like, what? <laughs> I said, we're about to board the plane. He's like, I'm in a cab. I'm like, you're not in a cab. <laughs> so then he texts me once I get, I have Wi-Fi on the plane at this point. Yeah. He texts me like, yo, did it take off yet? <laughs> yes, Lo. The plane took off <laughs> at the scheduled time. <laughs> oh, man. But it's, no, it's going to be an interesting, interesting tour. It's, so it's been challenging because it's two a month now. It used to just be one a month. Yeah. So now we're doing two, sometimes three a month holy shit in a lot of cities that we haven't done before um and and cam told us the best city was was uh yeah it was like providence or or what was it rhode island uh well we haven't done that this last year we did it yeah yeah last year but he said that last year it was the best one yeah there's there's a lot of great does that mean that all your like you know your rhode island friends wasn't there long enough no (laughs) i think maybe two did and they were like rory we definitely remember you from high school and you're like what i'm like Um, but I think we're going to Boston this year. I don't think we're going to do Rhode Island because uh, it's all in the same area. Yeah. Right. Um, um, all right. So you have Joe Budden's pool parties coming up. We do. We do. And that's going to be another. Are you invited? I don't know. I've, <laughs> I've been waiting for my invite. <laughs> it's the, it's the, I hope it's I'm the on the pussy list. one that looks like, like, uh, Estelle's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the pool party should be good. Are you guys going to come? Uh, I've never been invited. Are we invited? We have not gotten our invites. Yeah. That, that well, you guys haven't come to Henny Palooza when I invite you. <laughs> I would come, come to Henny Palooza if it meant coming to Joe Budden's thing. <laughs> oh, that's offensive. <laughs> that's a bit triggering. I have two things. One is, uh, first of all, what was it like being the one white dude in a black frat? Before it was trendy. It's kind of trendy now. Is it? Is it's that a, little, a thing? It's a little, it's a little IG viral <laughs> now. Yeah. Um, well, I never, I didn't know anything about Greek life when I got to college. I actually, when I saw it, I thought it was kind of corny because I didn't understand it. Um, but the, to backtrack, the track coach's wife from high school is a Delta 
for those that know D9 Greeks would know what that is. So she had texted me like, hey, I, you're going to college. Check out this Greek shit. She had told me Q's, which I don't know if you guys know who they are, but they're more tight with the Deltas. I saw the Q's and was like, that's definitely not for me. No shot at the Q's. It just wasn't for me. <laughs> saw the Kappas. I was like, ah, that's kind of cool. Read up on it. It, w- it was something interesting that, that I got curious with. And when I get curious about something, I'm one of those weird people that goes all the way for something once i start something is that's it 100 there's no right. ground for me um but it, it was a little bit of adjustment but me not knowing anything about it prior it wasn't weird to me i feel like if i had grew up around a lot of greek life it would have been like all right well that's black greeks that's kind of odd but i didn't have that i just thought it was something that was really dope and it, it panned out honestly i don't think i would have been able to do the shy money shit if i didn't have keely as a delta looking out for me at def jam hmm. so it, it's certainly helped my life cam i know cam through kappa like henny palooza is a kappa thing hmm. so it's been great relationships in my life um how was your stroll i've thus retired my shoulders <laughs> um it was it was pretty good before things went viral i'm kind of mad that the viral <laughs> shit happened after i was strolling yeah mm-hmm. though i did go to a wedding this past uh weekend and i came out of retirement man. yo are weddings was boring tough. like considering all the parties that you go to regularly no they're refreshing oh. <laughs> i don't like but i don't really party at these things. oh true that's right and honestly henny palooza is not my scene i know that sounds odd it's an right. amazing party scene but i i'm rather stay in my house right right, 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 right. <laughs> game night is my scene <laughs> yo speaking of which uh who's the biggest cheater at joe button's game nights joe <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about this on the podcast joe hides all right this is how fucking psycho joe is you know the monopoly sets obviously come with the bank yes this is how psycho you have to be <laughs> everyone thinks joe's crazy for a lot of things right. yeah, yeah this, I can name this made reasons. me think he might be a serial <laughs> he purchased another monopoly set took the bank hid it under the sink in his bathroom so he could take money during the game from the other bank you know who else told us that? Angie Martinez. Angie, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Angie's yeah. been there. Yeah. Angie knows he's a serial cheater. That's no. crazy. Yeah. Crazy like a peacock. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's psychotic. <laughs> you know, you had, you had to get in your car and go, you know what? I'm going to go find another Monopoly. You know, like he spent an hour of his day like planning to cheat in a Monopoly game that with is his friends. So That <laughs> isn't for real money. <laughs> Fucking awesome. We so appreciate you uh, coming through. We're sorry it took this long. I'm actually upset that I came after the dinner party thing. Well, yeah, that was a while ago, so. <laughs> I thought maybe we could bring it back. So Just for me, I am a bit hungry. Every other Henny Palooza person that's been on here, you are like the, yeah, the 37 last player. Yeah. But, uh, but we so appreciate I'm a, I'm offended, you. I thought we were the closest out of all the Henny Palooza people. I, yo, I regularly do say Rory's one of my favorite people. Are you just saying that? No, I, I actually don't want to see Yo, thanks so much for coming through. Thank you for having me. I hope it was good. It was. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Jeff, if people want to find out more about It's The Real, if people want to find out more about this podcast called A Waste of Time with It's The Real, if people want to find out more about that album, which is really called Teddy Bear Fresh. Fresh Bear. Not Fresh Bear. But that, that Fresh Bear has got that Jaws on it, though. Where so. can they go? You can always go to SoundCloud.com slash A Waste of Time. Check out that episode with Killer Mike where we go through our entire history. You can also go to iTunes and search for A Waste of Time with It's The Real. We are also on Twitter at It's The Real, Facebook at It's The Real, Instagram at It's The Real. We are on Spotify. We are on so many different services, including Google Play. 
Um, I believe that we are on Stitcher, but I'm checking that out because maybe we're not. And for our music, it is on every streaming service. Please, if you enjoy it, recommend it to your friends, family, strangers, people on the street, co-workers, whoever it is. Teddy Bear Fresh is the name of the album. It's Fresh ele- Bear is even better, though. It's 11 tracks, 11 features. You guys are really going to enjoy it. Shout out to Greg Mayo, who did all the production on it. John Sparks, who did the mastering. It's a lot of fun. And please, most importantly... Check let- out Lil Yachty's Teenage Emotions also in storage. Most importantly, oh. please let us know what you think. Jeff... We like to spread the word about this podcast. We like to tell people to tell other people. Who would you like to tell? Uh, You do yours first. I would like to shout out Peter Rosenberg and Cypher Sounds, who have gone on hiatus from their podcast called Juan Epstein. Um, Hopefully you guys know that at this point. If you don't, I'm sorry to break it to you right now. They are the ones who invented this part of the genre. They created the first hip-hop podcast. They were the trendsetters. They were the, the, the guys at the very forefront. And we salute them for amazing content over the years. And like I said to Peter the other day, this is a wonderful problem to have, to be so busy with projects that you really love that you have to put one to the side. So shout-out to Syph. Shout-out to Peter, who are both doing excellent things these days. And we really look forward to the day that Juan Epstein comes back. And uh, it may be sooner than you think. I want to shout out... That's a really good shout out, by the way. I want to shout out our good friend, Irv. Irv Benitez? This is Irv on Twitter. Shout yes. out to Irv. He is such a good dude. Um, he is from Brunch Bounce. He and our friend Klepp. Um, and they are in their fifth year of doing Brunch Bounce. They just had the five-year anniversary this past weekend. And, uh, you know, looking forward to going to the one in June. And looking forward to hearing more from Irv very soon. Shout out to Irv. Congratulations to the guys from Brunch Bounce, and we will definitely see them soon. Leave a rating, leave a leave, subscribe, oh. all that stuff. If you're going to rate this podcast, go listen to the album and rate that. And keep spreading the word, guys. Not for real, for real. Sure, sure. We will see you guys. Fresh Bear next week. Brrrah!